Today is Thursday, April 27th. We'll tell you about a fight between a global entertainment giant and a likely presidential contender and why it's now going to court. It's Disney versus DeSantis in Florida. Also, America's new deal with South Korea involving nuclear weapons. Plus, a historic shift out of the Vatican. A bipartisan bill that aims to put new limits on kids using social media. And what to expect from tonight's NFL draft. Those stories and more news to know coming up. Welcome, welcome to The Newsworthy. All the day's news in around 10 minutes. Fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Erica Mandy. Thanks so much for being here. You ready? Let's do this. The U.S. House moved ahead with a showdown against President Biden. Lawmakers approved a Republican bill to raise the debt limit and cut government spending. The final vote was 217 to 215. Most Republicans voted yes. All Democrats and four Republicans voted no. Now it's on to the Democrat-led Senate, where the bill is almost certainly bound to fail. Still, Republican leaders in the House are hoping, by passing the bill, they'll convince President Biden to come to the negotiating table. Biden has been saying he's not willing to talk about spending if it's included as part of a bill to raise the debt limit and pay the bills the government has already racked up. But he says if the two are separate, he will talk to Republicans about their budget plan. Even then, though, the two sides are pretty far apart. President Biden wants higher taxes on corporations and higher-earning households to cut the deficit and add $2.6 trillion worth of new spending. Republicans don't want tax hikes and want to lower the deficit by about twice as much as Biden by cutting certain government programs. Still, there is at least a little bit of common ground. Both the president and Republicans say they don't want to see America default for the first time in history. And when it comes to spending, both have said they will not touch Social Security and Medicare, even if they do drive up the deficit. At this point, it's not clear when both sides will actually come together to debate the issues. Stay tuned. A big political Florida feud is getting more intense. We're talking about Governor Ron DeSantis and Disney. Disney is now suing the governor and asking a court to overturn the state's efforts to control Disney World. The entertainment giant accuses DeSantis and his supporters of illegally using the state government to punish the company for voicing an opinion that should be protected by free speech. This all started last year when Disney criticized a new Florida law that bans discussion of sexuality and gender identity with younger children in schools. DeSantis responded, saying Disney was trying to impose a woke ideology on the state. He then moved to end the special district around Disney World that lets the company self-govern the land like its own county government. Now, a state board appointed by DeSantis is overseeing Disney World. And it's been clashing with Disney over things like expansion plans, regulation, and more. The governor says Disney had been enjoying unfair advantages for decades, and it's just time for the company to be treated like everyone else. But Disney says Florida needs to stick to its previous agreements and wants a court to force the state to put things back the way they used to be. To be continued. So remember that Montana lawmaker we told you about yesterday who was not allowed to speak on the House floor? Well, now her fellow lawmakers have voted to discipline her further. The Montana House voted to censure state rep Zoe Zephyr, saying she encouraged protesters who disturbed their normal order of business. To recap, Zephyr is the first transgender lawmaker in Montana's history. Last week, she criticized her colleagues who voted to ban transition-related medical care for minors, saying they have blood on their hands. So other state lawmakers voted that she not be allowed to speak in the House chamber until she apologizes, which then prompted some dramatic protests. Flash forward to yesterday, and her colleagues voted to censure her. Now, that means she won't be allowed on the House floor or gallery for the rest of the 90-day legislative session, though she can still watch and cast votes remotely. 
Zephyr says she'll still stand behind her beliefs during her censure. For now, her colleagues say they're going to focus on getting back to business, which includes debate on a new state budget. The U.S. and South Korea are making new deals in the face of North Korea's growing arsenal of nuclear missiles and bombs. At the White House this week, South Korea promised not to pursue a nuclear bomb of its own. And the U.S. agreed to give South Korea more insight and input into how America might respond to a North Korean attack. The U.S. will also send ballistic missile submarines to South Korea for the first time since the 1980s and step up training between the two countries. But no actual American nuclear weapons will be stationed in South Korea. The U.S. has also offered to hold talks with North Korea over its nuclear programs, but that offer has so far been ignored. As of this morning, the North has also not responded to the new deal between the U.S. and South Korea. This week's meeting between President Biden and his South Korean counterpart came as the countries marked 70 years of an alliance that began at the end of the Korean War. It's a historic move for the Catholic faith. Pope Francis says he's going to let women vote at an influential global meeting of bishops this year for the first time. Nearly 80% of the votes will still be cast by men, but this is still considered the biggest step yet to give women a voice in the church. They're going to be voting at an especially important meeting, helping the Pope decide what comes next for Catholicism. They're expected to take up controversial measures like women becoming part of the clergy, contraception, and the role of LGBTQ people in the church. At least one correspondent for the Catholic news publication The Tablet says he thinks the Pope is going to face some significant resistance from some parts of the church over the change. But the American-based Women's Ordination Conference called the reform a significant crack in the stained glass ceiling. What could have been the largest tech merger of all time is now getting pushback from both the U.S. and the U.K. This week, British regulators said they'll try to block Microsoft's $69 billion takeover of video game giant Activision Blizzard. They're following the American FTC, which already sued to block the deal late last year. Regulators say the merger would hurt competition in the industry. There have been fears it would give Microsoft and its Xbox console control of hit franchises from Activision, like Call of Duty and World of Warcraft. Sony, which makes PlayStation gaming systems, has also been fighting the deal. The UK watchdog is more concerned about how it would affect cloud gaming, which streams to tablets, phones, and other devices, meaning players can still get popular games without having to buy expensive consoles or gaming computers. Activision and Microsoft plan to appeal the regulator's latest decision, saying it just discourages tech innovation and investment. And they accuse the regulators of not really understanding how the market works. The companies are also going to trial over this issue this summer. A new bill meant to protect kids online is getting bipartisan support in Congress. It would ban kids younger than 13 from being able to access social media. Apps like TikTok, Instagram, and Snapchat already say you have to be at least 13 to post. But this bill would actually require the companies verify that users are older than 13 and more strictly enforce the rule. Plus, parents would have to sign off for their 13 to 17-year-olds to join. And companies would not be able to recommend content using algorithms for anyone younger than 18 or use their personal info to target them with advertising. Lawmakers say it's about protecting young people's mental health, which the CDC has said is a growing crisis. Some digital rights activists say it could take away teenagers' First Amendment rights to access information and not be silenced. Others say a verification system would create extra privacy and security risks since it would require kids hand over more personal information. Meanwhile, at least one youth coalition that's already been pushing for change on social media says it doesn't go far enough. It's calling on Congress to shape the basic product design of platforms and not just restrict certain users. For now, this debate continues. 
Well, this week, Facebook and Instagram parent company Meta reported the first revenue growth in nearly a year. And after a rough 2022, some analysts say that's proof Meta is having one of the biggest recoveries in tech. Still, Meta's profits are down a little bit, even though the company has been making cuts in-house, including thousands of layoffs. It's likely because advertising prices have dropped too. But Meta executives say that might not last since their audience is growing. They say time spent on Instagram has grown more than 24% since the company launched its TikTok competitor, Reels. And the number of active users has gone up too on both Instagram and Facebook. Now, overall, Meta says 3.8 billion people use at least one of its apps at least once a month. The NFL Draft kicks off tonight in Kansas City. This is when teams get a chance to add new up-and-coming talent to their rosters, and the draft order is mostly based on each team's record the previous year. So the team with the worst record gets to choose from the talent pool first, unless there's a trade, which there was this year. The Chicago Bears traded their number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. And with that, the Panthers are expected to draft a quarterback. According to the betting odds, the most likely first pick is Alabama's Bryce Young. We'll find out tonight when the draft starts at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC and ESPN. That's it for the main news today, so now it's time for Thing to Know Thursday. But first, a quick thank you to our new insiders like Laura F., who have joined the group of listeners helping to support the work we do here at The Newsworthy. Stay tuned for my first Ask Me Anything bonus episode that I'm planning to release this Sunday just for insiders. If you're not an insider yet and you want to get that bonus episode and others, along with ad-free episodes every day, then go to thenewsworthy.com insider and sign up with just a few clicks. Now back to Thing to Know Thursday. Forget holding on to ticket stubs. When sports fans watch their teams play in person, many of them just need to bring their own faces. Slate says it's tracked at least 21 stadiums, arenas, and ballparks across the country that have used facial recognition on fans. Usually it's to get them into the games. But that's not the only way facial recognition is being used at venues. Like in New York City's Madison Square Garden, where the Knicks and Rangers play, the technology is actually being used to kick people out, like if they've been expelled from the venue before. Some places use it for payment verification or age verification on people buying adult beverages. And others use it so players and staff can get into the locker rooms or training facilities without having to stop and get their IDs checked. But critics have their concerns, too. One of the biggest worries with this technology in general is what happens when the technology does not work exactly as it should. So in the past, facial recognition has misidentified people, especially people of color. Privacy experts are also worried about the way data can be shared with law enforcement and a general surveillance network that people aren't necessarily opting into. Illinois, Texas, and Washington have enacted laws that regulate the use of facial recognition. And there have been pushes for similar laws in other places, too. But in the meantime, the facial recognition industry continues to expand. Thank you so much for joining us and listening today. We'll catch you up on more news to know tomorrow. Until then, have a great day.